Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with Mr. Dan Bird. He's going to dive into some charts and show us how industry groups are performing relative to the S&P. Dan, take it away. Show your newsletter first so we don't forget this. Oh, one. yeah, good idea. Forgot to do that last time. Yes. Let me share, share my screen. So uh, my newsletter is free. If anyone's interested in getting it, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And I'll send you this week's newsletter and I'll add you to the list for the next ones. Awesome. And if you want to be removed, just let me know. I always put some little cartoons in every week just to keep things light and interesting. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> I had a, they, uh, they make me chuckle. Yeah. I had actually had a, a little um, happy Thanksgiving one in here too. Nice. Week. Look at you. <laughs> in the spirit. Good job. For everybody, because, uh, you know, I won't have another one out until after Thanksgiving. Can't believe I can't believe this here already. Yeah. By the way, the economic calendar last week was pretty positive. Yeah. I mean, still showed a pretty strong economy. Right. Yep. Retail sales look pretty good. Yeah. PPI went down. Yeah. The Fed, the Feds, you know, the Feds, the Fed had a good week last week. They had a good week, but they didn't have any reason to stop raising. Correct. Yeah. Exi so. Yeah. Sales were above expectations. Yeah. Existing home sales even was higher than forecast. But still down six percent, roughly, from last yeah. month. That's a hell of a drop for a month. Yeah. Still down, but higher than it was. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I think they're doing it on purpose. So you know they're getting what they want. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, talking about home prices mm. this is yep. uh this is the case shiller good old case shiller i, I showed this a while ago case shiller's and two months old every time it comes out it's two months old yeah it's it's delayed um <laughs> delayed's a nice word for it this it's, is august 1st out of date <laughs> this is august 1st but the, the whole purpose of this and i put this together a while ago back when the housing just started to really go parabolic way back yep. here like in 2020 is when I first put this together. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, I, out of curiosity, I wanted to see, you know, when we had that big housing crisis back in 2007, mm -hmm. I was curious to see what this would look like if it would give you an indication that the market was rolling over and maybe it was time to sell your house. Now, it's not that easy. You can't just sell a house, right? Right. Not a stock. Yep. Unless you could, unless you could sell a house and the time to sell is when the actual Case-Shiller line crosses over the 21-day moving average, which, as I've always said, is a reversion to the mean. Okay. All right. I'm with you. So 
it actually started to roll over in 2006, but it didn't cross the line until May of 2007. Okay. So if you sold your house in May of 2007, you it wasn't at the absolute top, but it was pretty close yeah. to the top. Yeah, it, I, I got lucky and got out in 06, but yeah. Right. And then just stayed out, rented yeah. maybe, and just watched this line until it crossed back over the 21 day, which is May of 2012. Wow, look at that. And it has not crossed back since then. Nope. So it went up on a nice 45 degree angle until right after the pandemic. And we shared yeah. some charts about the pandemic on the last session. Yeah. This is just another one. That, that, that whole yeah. parabolic is all rates. Rates were sub three. Sub yeah. three. Crazy. Right. That's right. This um this pink one right here is actually the rate. Um Oh, is that what that is? Okay. This is the mortgage rate. This pink one is the mortgage, 30-year mortgage. Oh, I like it. Okay. All right. So you can see 30-year mortgage came way, way down. Crash. It's the, the Fed right. buying mortgages. They were 40% of the market, I think I heard. Wow. Right. And right here, right when this just started to go parabolic, was already three quarters of the way into this big decline, this mortgage rate decline. So it's no wonder it went parabolic. Course. The thing that I thought is interesting is the peak over here, the peak from the 21 day moving average to the high was 9.2%. Uh -huh. And the peak here right now is 10%. Huh. Okay. So we're right at the point where we're due. I mean, we probably were due way back here <laughs> for it to roll over. But uh, it, the mortgage rates really didn't start accelerating until just this year. Yeah, July, June, July. What are they at now? Seven, six? They actually came down. They had a record fall last week. They were 7.08 two weeks ago. Last week, they closed at 6.61. So the largest drop since 1981. 6.61. Yep. This this one down here are wages. This is the consumer price index wages. Yep. You see that started to come down a little bit. If you remember the session that we did on my um, reluctant landlord, yeah, I had to buy a house for my kids because they yeah, got kicked out by their landlord and they had nowhere to go and I didn't want them to move back in with me. <laughs> it was easier so, to buy them a home. <laughs> so I had to buy them a house instead. No, you're and not the, living with me. <laughs> and this was in February of this year. All right. So I don't know if you remember, and I had to buy it as a as an investor, not as a Oh, um, yeah. As an owner, owner occupant. Okay. I don't know if you remember the interest rate that I got at the time. Well, I'm going to say sub four. No, this is an investment property. Remember? Oh, sorry. Sub five. Sub five, know. yes. Yeah. Four and three quarters. Wow. What, today, today would be eight and a half. Right. Yeah. Damn. That's good. So that's that's only six months ago. Yeah, the rate of change on mortgage rates is is why we're having the housing transaction crash. It's just yes, it's, it's, housing is in a depression. Building yeah. is down. I have these numbers from last week. I think home builder construction is down forty percent. Transactions are down twenty four percent, and it's not getting better. It's right. going to get worse. Just in my neighborhood, the houses in my neighborhood were selling in one day. Yeah, with multiple offers. In fact, if you remember the story I told about trying to find one for my kids, 
Yeah. There were 15 or 20 offers on each property that we went to. That was back in February. We've got houses up right now that have been the longest one is 90 days. Oh, wow. And it, but it still hasn't sold. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing I would talk about is some of these properties are still at wish pricing. Yes. And, and the seller wants to sell, but doesn't right. need to sell. So it's just an expired listing waiting to happen. Yeah, probably. I mean, they're they're not not all that way, but I think oh. even the ones that have to sell, like one of my neighbors is moving back north. Huh? We call we call them halfbacks. Halfbacks. You got you got snowbirds that come down in the winter. Yeah. And then you've got halfbacks that come down and then they move halfway back. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so he's he's having a house built further up north, so he has to move. Yeah, but he's hoping, and, and I think all the all the ones I've talked to in this neighborhood, they, they're hoping that they're still at the tail end of the the house. Oh, they, they'll be the last one. They're the last ones. Yeah, of course, of course, human nature. Right. All right. Um. So I thought that was interesting. Let's um talk a little bit about some of the relative strength of some of the industry groups. Okay. So this is the home construction group. And I and I heard on your session this morning you were talking about Lowe's and Home Depot. Yeah. Yep. Versus um the general housing yep. market itself. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd put a couple of charts in here related to those. So this okay. is home construction. Okay. It's still okay. You know, this pink line, this by the way, this is a relative chart. So this is the home construction industry. Versus Got the S&P. Got it. Okay. Got it. So how are they doing versus the overall market? Okay. Right? Yeah. So if this is if this is rising, which it is, yeah, then true. they have been outperforming the rest of the market. Wow. That's, uh, that'll make you scratch your head. But it's starting to roll over right here. Yeah. You can see how that pink line starting to roll over. Yeah. The black line, the black line is the actual S&P. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. Now, the next one is home improvement retailers. Oh, look at that. That's this is Lowe's and Home Depot. So is that a subset of the previous one or different? No, no. This is a subset of the S&P industry group. So the first one would have builders, for example. and This, this one, one would have retailers. builders. Yes, Got this it. one has yeah. builders in it. Got it. But but they're they are different they are different uh, industry groups. Yeah, no, I get it. I got it now. But they're okay. both in relative to the S and P. That's Understood. that's that's the key for these relative charts, is it gives you a way to compare it to the overall market. So you're not just looking at something in a vacuum. You're making a comparison to how they look against the overall market, and that way you can compare two different ones against each other. Yeah. All right. So that's home builders, and that's. Home improvement. Now look look at the look at the subtle difference in the slope of that pink line. Oh, no, so there's home builders. Subtle. Yeah. Home builders, home improvement. Doing much better. People are staying put. I mean, that's what uh, I forget the research firm that did it. Four thousand homeowners. Only one percent of homeowners canceled a uh, improvement project this year. So yeah, home right. improvement makes sense. And this is likely to continue going higher. Yes. There's no rollover there. Right. 
Okay. So, I mean, those, pro those are probably good stocks. I mean, Lowe's had a good earnings report last they did. week as well. A good earnings, raised guidance, better same-store sales. Home Depot beat top, beat bottom, didn't raise. They held guidance. But, yeah, both, both, both were not horrible. People were expecting bad things. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, this is Lowe's. So Lowe's is above its 200-day, which is positive, trending higher. Looks pretty good. Yeah. All right. So there's uh, home Thank improvement retailers. Now, if we go into technology, this is semiconductors. Remember, I said that in order for us to rally back to the highs, mm -hmm. we need technology to participate. Yeah. And semis are a big part of that. Semi is a big part of technology. Yeah. So they have to. Not not just participate, but they have to get back into a leadership position. Okay, they're starting to, they're starting to show some life. But this has, still has not gotten above its 200-day moving average right there. Yeah, I'm not a big. I, yeah, semis are going to be very interesting the next six to nine months. Yes, they are. In fact, we have a semi report coming out next week. Oh, we do. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, it doesn't show on here, but I saw it somewhere that there's a okay. report on semiconductor semiconductors, their order flow. Oh yeah, makes right? sense. So that's that's semiconductors, and this next one is software. Now semiconductors Ooh. look okay; they're they're actually starting to climb. Yeah, a little. It looks okay. Yeah. Remember, this is relative to the S and P. So if this is climbing, that means it's outperforming the S and P. Yep. But when we look at software. Not so much. Very different story. Very different story. Yeah, software is still underperforming the rest of the market. Yeah, software is one of those companies, especially a lot of the cloud stocks that you and I know very well. Uh, in right. a rising rate environment, they are um, out of favor. Yeah, not only a rising rate environment, but also a strong dollar. True. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, when they have to repatriate the dollars. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's both of those things. It's like a double whammy for them. Yeah, I agree. For, the, for these two groups, semiconductors and software, but for technology in general, I mean, their yep. valuations are based on low borrowing rates. Correct. So as the, as the borrowing rates go up, then their valuations go down. It'll be very interesting because that's a space you and I played in together for 20 some right. odd years. And Alassian, I think, sent the warning sign, whatever that was, two weeks ago. It's like, ooh, yep. lo longer sales cycles. Customers not buying, you know, extra users. It's, it's an it's an ugly story that you and I have seen before, and it's an ugly chart. Oh yeah, look at that gap down. Whoosh! I'll keep pointing out this two hundred day moving average. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the key. You want you want to be in something that's above that line, and this not only is it below the two hundred day, but the two hundred day is trending down. <laughs> that is a long term downtrend. Yeah, it is. Um, you can look at one that you and I work for, Splunk. Yeah. Looks very similar, right? Yeah. Uh, Okta. Yeah. These are all software, enterprise oh. software companies. Ouch. There's Okta. They don't look too good. What's that, $3 stock or something? No. 50 Oh, okay. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's $50. That. Yeah, so all, all the software stocks are not looking too good right now. All right. But then we then we go to the one that is probably the best industry group in the whole market. 
which energy. is renewable renewable energy. Oh, renewable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Renewables. That looks good. Yeah. Now now you can see this one's clear that it's outperforming the rest of the market. Oh yeah, it's not even close. Right. Not even close. So, you know, if if you wanted to be in the market and I I don't necessarily recommend anyone being full in right now. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea to test the waters and buy a little bit. Right. But scale into positions and make them prove themselves before putting too much in. What do you think about uh, profit loss or is it profit? Is it loss harvesting? What is that called? Tax um, loss harvesting. Tax loss harvesting. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a good strategy depending on what your portfolio has done. Yeah. So if, if you have a stock that you've made a lot of money on mm -hmm. and now it's underperforming and you want to sell and take that loss against, against that yeah. stock. Yeah. That's so what fine. I hear, what I hear you really saying is you don't let the calendar chart. Force I don't let, decision. I don't, I do not let taxes. Yeah. That's affect, what I'm hearing you say. Affect my I, decision, my, my trading decisions. I like it. And I, and I hear that from people, you know, sometimes that, oh yeah, but, but why, why you want to pay taxes on that? You want to, you don't want to sell too quick. You want to hold it for 12 months. Yeah. So you can get long-term capital gains. And I'm like, yeah, what if it goes down 50% in 12 months? Like a lot of these stocks have done. In fact, a lot, most of these started in, let me go back to Okta. Let's go back here and look at, um, let's go back and look at a five-year chart. All right, so here's the beginning of the year. Yep. What if you had bought Okta, say in November? Yeah, that would hurt. And and you were, you were, absolutely adamant that you're going to hold whatever you buy for at least one year so that you don't have to pay. So you, so you can pay long-term capital gains instead of short-term capital gains. Right. Yeah. And you bought it in November, which was right near the peak of the whole market. Yeah. And that was at $270. Mm. And now it's trading for 50. Is that really a good decision to hold something just because you didn't want to pay extra taxes? No, I agree with you. No, I like it. I've always thought that too. Right. I mean, it doesn't really make sense to me. All right. You got one more? Um, let's see. This was tele oh, telecom equipment. So this one's starting to show some signs of life right here. Yeah. What happened there? Is well, it, so is this telecom? Is that uh, meta in that or what is that? This is this is telecom equipment. This is not oh, internet. Equipment. Got it. Got so. It, got it. There is a, another one for, and this is actually in the technology sector. There is one for internet, which is this one here. <clears throat> you can see how much different that one looks. Oh, yeah. Underperforming. Right? Yeah. So that's the one that Meta is in. Got it. Horrible, horrible. Horrible, yeah. Yeah. But if I go back to telecom equipment, and I, I want to make a point on this one. Telecom equipment right here actually is showing some signs of life. Who's, and who's one of the reasons that? I who's wanted to show group? this. What's in that group? Sorry. Um, that these like, are, uh, I'll show you here. here in a second. All right. Sorry. Um, who's in that group? Let me go back here. So this is the, this is the technology sector right here. Yeah. yeah. So that this is, I'm in VectorVest now, by the way. All right. Um, this allows me to do searches and scans on things. So I set up all these sectors and I can look at the whole sector and see, you know, which one bubbles up to the top. 
And you notice this one here, CLFD. Yeah. That's in the whole technology sector, number three. Oh, wow. Okay. If I do, which ones have just issued a new buy just that. on Friday? Well, CLFD issued a new buy. So in all the technology group, this was the one that came up on top. And I'm actually going through the process that I went through when I was looking at these. So did I'm like, wow. Let, did you buy this on Friday? Let me. Well, no, I didn't on Friday because it was after oh. the close when I did this oh. research. All right. But I looked at it and I said, wow, look at that. It had earnings and earnings oh. must have been great. Right. So there's the buy right there at the top. Yeah. Right. Had yep. great earnings. Look at the earnings chart down here. That's what you yeah. that's what you want to see. Yeah. A nice trend higher, 45 degree angle, just consistently mm -hmm. meeting, beating, and exceeding and uh raising guidance on earnings. Nice. Huge now the 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 volume here you have to kind of take with a grain of salt because Friday was options expiration day. Uh. So it probably had more volume than Some. normally it would but even so it had huge volume had a huge up day and it closed up near the high huh. cool. so to me what i would th say is this is an interesting one that i'm going to keep on my list i'm going to watch this okay what i don't like when something like that happens i mean it went basically from 93 dollars to 117 yeah that's in so i mean that's that's what uh almost 20 that's 20 percent yeah, it's in a day. That's pretty in one day. So it it could very likely start to trend back down. But I want to watch this to see if it goes back below the gap. You can see the big gap that it had. Yep. If it trends back down to the gap and then starts back higher, then that's when I might buy it. Okay. But more importantly, what other companies are in this group? And and what group is this? So when I look at the, the graph. It shows me the group that it's in, telecom fiber optics. Uh, okay. So it's a very specific group inside of that industry. And fiber optics is, I think, going to have a huge run with everybody, you know, not only being on the internet, but looking at switching out of the cable providers right. into something else. And they're looking for fiber optic speeds. So now I know telecom fiber optics is the group that it's in. So I come over here to CLFD, right click on it, and it says view stocks in this industry group. Huh. So let's see what else is in there. There, Well, there's CLFD right at the very top. And the very next one is INFN at $6.54. So what does that chart look like? Well, that looks pretty interesting. They've already had earnings. Yeah. They had a nice run after earnings. So earnings, you know, it, it went down on earnings and the very next day bounced back. In fact, it probably went down before earnings. So they probably had earnings after the close. Right. And people didn't want to risk it. And then they popped. And then the I didn't day. haven't looked at the earnings yet, but the next day it gapped up and continued higher, but now it's pulling back. And there's the 21-day okay. moving average, that blue one right there. Yeah. Look at the earnings trend down here. Yeah. Nice uptrend. So maybe what I want to do is watch this. There's the 200-day moving average right there. It got above it. It's right at it. 
I want to watch this and see if it will pull back maybe in this range between the 200 and the 21. Interesting. Okay. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a, a trial buy on this one. Nice. Cause it's in the same group as that other one. Okay. So that's just kind of the process that I, that I will often go through. Very cool. Now, when I see one that's really taken off like CLFD, I want to see what else is in there. And is there something that looks interesting? Okay. All Makes right. Sense to me. Yep. So I think that's pretty much all yeah. I've got. You know, these are, these are the sectors and utilities on Friday had the best day for the whole week staples. So they're still, they're still defensive sectors. Interestingly for right. last week, defensive sectors did better. Very, very cool. Well, Dan, do me a favor, show your newsletter one more time. And again, uh, we will not be at this next week. Uh, we oh, will yeah, that's right. So every, everybody sell everything tomorrow. No, wait, no. wait till we come back. <laughs> uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, I'm not giving advice. No, he's just humor. having fun. There you go. Um, Breakpointtrading and, at gmail.com. Right. Just send me an email and I'll add you to the list. I'll send you this week's newsletter. Uh, next week, Thanksgiving, the market's closed. And the day after on Friday, the market closes at one o'clock. So it's a half a day. And then that's Black Friday too. So yep. depending on how Black Friday goes, we'll might determine how some of the retailers do the week after that. There but you go. can see what the trend is over 21 years, trend starting next week into the end of November. Looks pretty good. Very cool. Well, Dan, thank you for doing this every week. It's amazing that you give us this gift. I appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk in a couple of weeks. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, you man. and all your listeners. Yeah.